You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I mean, the Knicks are just rolling along. They've won, what, 10 of 11. They have a game tomorrow night against a very winnable game. I mean, a game they better win uh, in Houston. They have a two-game lead in the loss column right now against Atlanta and Boston as the, the Hawks lose again last night. So Knicks rolling along. I think they have, what, nine games left. If they go 6-3, and three, or, yeah, 6-5-4 and five and four even, very good, very good chance that that four seed and starting out at the Garden and, and the legitimate playoffs. So Knicks, obviously, we'll get there a little later. I mean, there's so much going on. Mets, what a disaster. I mean, what, what, what a disaster right now. They cannot hit the baseball. And, and my question to everyone who's saying, you're not allowed to boo. You can't boo these guys. When can I boo them? And I'm not saying that if I were at the games, I would, in fact, be booing them. But, you know, this is not one game. Yankee fans are getting after Stanton after one game. This is now 20 games. Where, where is the line in the sand where, you know what, you, you can boo them? Terrible performance last night. Again, offensively, they are a disgrace. And I don't want to hear, it's windy, it's cold. You know, it's the same thing for the other team. And they managed to lose all of these games. Yankees. Oh, big night from Judge. You know, Cole, great. Yankees were 10-0 the final. So I, I don't even want to say back on track. I mean, this is the, the dregs of baseball they're playing right now. But, you know, like my dad used to say, a win is a win is a win. And the Yankees uh, got one last night. So we'll, we'll get to all these things. But I think we have to start. And I think you want to start. And I know I want to start with the NFL draft. And we will, we will launch right there. So here's my take on it quickly. I loved, loved what the Giants did day one. Loved what the Jets did day one and might love what what each team has done day two more than day one. I mean, the Jets got their quarterback, and I know it all hinges on the quarterback, but if you like Zach Wilson, you're thrilled about that. Then you get a left guard who's going to be very, very good, and you moved up, and you didn't even mortgage a lot to move up, and then you get a receiver um, on on day two. So I don't know how. I I don't know how you could be a Jets fan and not be really excited and— I went to ESPN.com earlier this morning, and I'm on Mel Kuyper's Things He Loves. Let me give you the exact, and you can check it out on your own as well. Um, NFL Draft 2021 winners, head-scratching picks, reaches from rounds two and three, Mel Kuyper's Day 2 recap. So he has winners and my favorite picks from rounds two and rounds three. And the Jets, the pick, Elijah Moore. Wide receiver, Ole Miss number 34. What did I say? This is Kuyper. What did I say after round one? If the Jets are going to start with another quarterback, they have to get more help around Wilson. That's what GM Joe Douglas did with his next two picks. And I love this one, referring to Moore. Moore is my best available prospect headed into day two, 16th on my big board, and he knows how to get open. He's the best slot receiver in the class. Wilson will be able to hit him on easy throws, and Moore will pick up yards after the catch. Honestly, I don't know, and I'm sure there are going to be people out there. I don't know how you could be a Jets fan and not be thrilled with what they've done so far via the draft. You got your quarterback. And again, look, three years from now, could we look and say the quarterback is not very good? Uh, sure. But right now, I think you have to be all in on the quarterback. You like the coaching staff. You love Vera Tucker. And and Moore is a legitimate receiver. So, I mean, you've done really, really well if you're the Jets. You've navigated through the draft, and you've done, a, I, I just think, a sensational job. I expected Joe Douglas to do a great job, and I feel like he's done a great job so far. Uh, in his second draft with the Jets. Now, uh, phone lines open, 800-919-3776. And we'll, we'll take all your draft questions, not, not solely to the Jets. I want to incorporate the Giants in here as well. Uh, I think it's fair to say that I, and I can only speak for me, but a lot of people, a, a lot of people on this station, um, and a lot of people overall in the NFL world of the NFL have been very disappointed uh, with what Dave Gettleman has done in his tenure here with the Giants, right? That it's It's... It's always kind of a salesman kind of a speech, and it's always kind of a, a spiel that he's giving. And, 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 I mean, he sounds like, and I've said it before, like a Saturday Night Live uh, character. And I have to tell you, and, I, and I've been very fair, I think. Like, there's been moves that he's made which have worked out well. There's been moves that he's made which have been horrendous. I mean, DeAndre Baker was a disaster of a pick, and we still don't know with Daniel Jones, right? I mean, there's a, a, a lot of question marks with Daniel Jones right now, but I will tell you this, and think about this. The thought coming into this draft always was there's talent in this draft and you have to find it. And yes, you have a a good chance of improving your team. But the thought was with no, not, not a full season of college football and no combine, so to speak, 
or really in actuality, no combine. And just such a different year in football. Of course, the draft goes on, but it's not normal and it's not going to be the, uh, the same kind of draft as, say, next year where everything kind of gets back to normal. And the thought was, and I've spoken to a lot of people about it, the thought was next year is a year that you want to be all in on because it's going to be a more normal year of college football and the combine and the scouting and sitting and talking to these guys. And the Giants are now loaded in next year's draft. So the Giants are a considerably better team today. I really believe this today than they were on Thursday morning. And they're now set up for next season as well. So now I have two ones, two threes, and two fours next season in a deep draft when the world hopefully is back to normal. And you got a receiver that they really like. And I got a ton of, well, they messed up. They should have taken pay. Listen, you could be right. They didn't want that. They made it perfectly clear. They wanted the receiver. And I am telling you that to a man, people I've either read or spoken to have said, you are going to love Tony. He is a really, really, really dynamic home run hitting player. So I think I have been very fair with, with, um, with Dave Gettleman and very harsh at times with Dave Gettleman. How you could not be a true—I mean, I think they, the Giants hit home runs all over the place. All over the place in this draft. You get Tony out of Florida, who was—listen, uh, was I upset? Now, I'm always honest with you guys, and that's the truth. Was I upset when the Eagles moved up to, to 10 and took Devontae Smith? I was, I was angry. I was upset. I was heartbroken. All those things are true. If you offered me right now, you could have Devontae Smith or what the Giants did— I would take what the Giants did every day of the week. I get the Bears' first-round pick. I have the Bears' first-round. What happens if the Bears stink? What happens if the Bears are a bad team? And they could be a top-15 pick. So now, you know, for argument's sake, and I don't know that this is the case, but for argument's sake, Daniel Jones is, is not good. At the end of the year, you look and you say, we gave him all these weapons. I still think they need to solidify the offensive line a little bit, but... We, we know it. You know, we tried uh, three years in. It's not going to work. We're going to move on. Daniel Jones is not going to work. Well, you know what? Look at the draft capital I have. So if Deshaun Watson is available, I got two ones, two threes, two fours. If Russell Wilson becomes available, if Aaron Rodgers is now on the open market, if there's a quarterback I love in the draft, I can go get him now. That's what the Giants have done. And if Daniel Jones is good, even better. Now I can surround him and, and the defense and more talent on this team. So I get the guy that I wanted at 20, and they did. They liked him. And I know that a lot of you say Slater or Pay or Micah Parsons. They didn't want Micah Parsons. They didn't want Rashawn Slater. They didn't want Quiddy Pay. They wanted Kadarius Toney. And you might not like it, but just wait. Reserve judgment. And then they pick 42. And you also had heard, and, and I mean, we've talked about it for weeks and weeks and weeks, that Ojalari was a legitimate consideration at 11. And if not at 11... Maybe they trade down into the 15, 18, 20 range and take them there. And they pick 42. And they trade with the Dolphins. And they get the Dolphins' third-round pick for next year. And at 50, they still get Ojolari? And then at 71, they move up and take a kid who is a projected second-round pick? Listen, I have been as big a critic of Gettleman and the Giants as anybody. But to sit here this morning, and not think that the Giants just, I mean, did sensationally, I think is, is completely off base. I think he, he has done wonderfully, wonderfully this offseason. You added a corner that you love in Adoree Jackson. You add a second tight end, a real pro's pro in Kyle Rudolph, who I don't think is great, but is a serviceable second tight end, certainly, and another option is a pass catcher. You add the best receiver on the open market in Kenny Galladay. Did you overpay? Maybe. Maybe you did. And now you've done this in the draft. And now you're set up for next year. Oh, I honestly, and, and you've heard me. And I've gotten so many tweets over the years that have said, why are you so negative with the Giants? It's not that I'm negative about the Giants. It's um, I'm realistic and it bothers some of you. Well, today I sit here and tell you on May 1st of 2021, I could not be more excited with what the Giants have done. And I got to tell you, I feel the same way about the Jets. The same way. You got your quarterback, you believe. Now the left side is going to be Becton and Vera Tucker for the next God knows how long. 
and I just read you what Mel Kuyper had to say. And, and speaking of Mel Kuyper, and I told you that he had his, his winners and losers from day two. So Elijah Moore is there. Oh, and who else is there as the number one on this? Winners and my favorite picks from rounds two and three. The picks Ojolari, number 50, Robinson, number 71. Here's what he says. Gettleman did it again. That's back-to-back trades down in the first two days, and now the Giants have an extra first, third, and fourth in the 2022 draft. And to get Ojolari, my third-ranked outside linebacker at 50 is stellar value. Stellar value. Ojolari is a perfect fit for New York's 3-4 defense, and he'll be a speedy rusher off the edge. Had eight and a half sacks for the Bulldogs last season. He also has some coverage ability. He'll be able to disguise in Patrick Graham's defense. Gettleman and company also got a versatile and physical corner in Robinson who could compete for early playing time. It was a good day, too, for the Giants. Maybe the worm has turned. 800-919-3776 is New York football on an upward trajectory. This show, this man, this morning says absolutely. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Uh, I want to get to your calls in a moment. 800-919-3776. And Zach Wilson was on the K-Show yesterday. I want to hear that as well. But, I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring in my, my partner in crime. I mean, the one and only Ty D. Butler, as you know him, Newhouse School of Communications. Good morning, Ty. How are you? Davido, this is, what, the second time in the last four days we are talking to each other on the air? That's right. We brought you on a little uh, a little DCR earlier in the week. Yeah, at, at 23 hours after I got destroyed by your co-host, Rick DiPietro, for my, my choice of, of shoes. You didn't defend me, of course. And then I had to come on the next day not only to defend myself, but you were caught in, I don't want to say a lie, but a little bit of controversy. I don't know why it was controversial, to be honest with you. Mike, I don't know if you heard this. So I get, and I didn't honestly didn't remember, but it's fine. Uh, this is not controversial. This is not a lie. I've done nothing wrong. I guess a caller called a year ago, right, last summer, and asked a question, who was the last switch hitter to win um, the MVP in the American League? And I believe that he probably did call with that and ask it. And, and the answer, and it's a very famous trivia question, is Vita Blue. Uh, the pitcher was the last switch hitter to actually do it. And I believe I was asked that same question this week on Stump Rothenberg, and I instantly got it right because I guess I put it in the memory bank and I had it ready to go when that was ever asked again. And and Ty, for some reason, thought that this was some kind of a, a, a cheating scandal, which how, I still don't understand why. How many of those questions did you get right on Wednesday? What was your record? I don't remember. That's just ballpark it. I think, I, I think three or four and one. Okay, so of the four questions you answered correctly— it just so happens the one that was most celebrated was the answer to this one, a question that you had been asked before. So what? I, I don't know. It I, strikes I, I, me I, as I, Honestly, I, I, maybe this is me. Maybe people can call, call up and attack me or tweet me at Rothenberg ESPN. I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. It just, if I'm asked a question a year ago and I, and I retain the answer and can spit it out, regurgitate it a year later, how is that a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. It just strikes me as odd that of all the questions you answered correctly, this was the one— that necessitated. I'll, I'll such tell you a, why uh, I think there was celebration because it was instantaneous. Well, the question you would have been asked, a- and I had the answer just <laughs> raring to go. You had been asked it before. Now we can call it a coincidence. No, no, no. I mean, first of all, you know, there's stop it. If, if if you are asked a question at some point in the next week or so that you heard here during the segment, or one of the one of the like, where did a guy go to college, and you can spout that out. That's that's a bad job by you. It also just so happens in a segment that's predicated on your ability to remember things. You just so happen not to remember being asked that question. I don't know. Strikes me as Stop odd, but maybe it. it's another coincidence. You're an embarrassment. You know what, really? I mean, and this is so unfounded of you. This is a very bad look by you. A really bad look. <laughs> I am nothing but honorable, and you know that. Listen, you know who we can bring this case to? Uh, because she would know better than anyone. Your, your right-hand man, Siri. We can ask her if she remembers. The last time you were asked a question. I don't even have Siri on my phone. I don't know how to use Siri. Yeah, of course. Siri assists you in there. Uh, Listen, I don't need to defend myself to you, really. (laughs) Really, I I, I do not. All is well, man. How how are we doing today? You're getting getting a lot of negativity on the Twitter right now. Really? I mean, I'm used to that. Flight number 21. Ty is an absolute hater. You're good, Dave. Wow. Yeah. It's like split down the middle. A lot of people question 
whether or not you're cheating during the segment. Uh, I'm listen, not one if of you those want guys. To, it's fine. You want to question whether I'm cheating or not? Have at it. If you think that I do, I've done anything illegally with that line of questioning, you're, you you need a mental mental institution. All, All right. right. So how how do you feel about your Jets? You feel pretty good, right? Well, two things that you said in that opening segment that concerned me on the Jets. I. <laughs> I feel cautiously optimistic. I don't want to go nuts over what happened the first three rounds. It's funny. You watch the draft and you look at Twitter. Everyone, every pick is great. <laughs> like you're batting a thousand. This team performed well. That team performed well. This player is a future Pro Bowler. So, so yeah, I, I feel good. But it's it's but you, cautious you can do that. I mean, that's that's fair. But you know what? Of of what we know now, and of the value of the guys that they got. It appears, yeah, could they stink? They could be horrendous, but it appears like the Jets have done very well. I've been in this position so many times. It's like PTSD. You can ask me this a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. I feel great. I just want to be cautiously optimistic. I, I, I think I've, that's fair. I've felt this way before, and then, you know, the proverbial left at the altar has taken place. So, uh, Always the bridesmaid, huh? I, 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 yes, always the bridesmaid. I can't get crazy. The The, the other thing that you said concerned me. Uh, in that opening segment was about your New York Giants because I hadn't realized it, but because you are uh, so great at this, <laughs> if Daniel Jones stinks, like it could almost be the best case scenario because now you have you have so much draft capital, you can go out there and get a Watson, a Rogers, or a Wilson. I never quite looked at it that way. Never really quite looked at it that really? way. I mean, if Daniel Jones is bad this year, wouldn't you say that you you will move on from him? Absolutely. And Which now is why you have more than enough draft capital to because if you're bad and he's bad, you got to figure you're going to have a top seven pick, right? Correct. Okay. And now I'm going to have the Bears pick, which at worst case you think it's going to be, I don't know, in the seventeen to twenty range, right? In yes. worst case worst scenario. Case. Yep. So I, right there, boom. And it concerns boom. me as a Jets fan. I don't want to see you succeed, but that um, what you laid out is absolutely one thousand percent correct. So it's going to work out one of two ways. Both ways are great. Yes. Either Jones stinks, which would be an awful season, and you replace him and you bring in a big time quarterback next year, or Jones is really good, and now I have two mm-hmm. first round picks anyway, and two third round picks, and two fourth round picks. I almost think the better scenario would be him stinking. No. Yeah, because no, I don't see you it go, like that. You go get a, a proven quarterback. But if he's good, now he's your proven quarterback. Yeah. Who's got another 15 years left in the league? But he's no, never, that's, a, that's a nonsensical take. No, because he's never going to be. I, I can see why. And I would be in a minority. I understand that. But let's say you get uh, five more years of, of peak or three more years of peak Russell Wilson over Daniel Jones. And there's, how about this, Dave? What if he's just average? What if Daniel Jones goes out there and he's average next year? Um, what what do they finish at? They're I mean they they're nine and seven. They 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 do make the playoffs, but you know he and, was uh, average. If, if he's if he, it's, so seventeen games, so right? So let's say they go nine. Oh, I'm and sorry. Eight. Yes, That's nine fine. and eight. I understand it's going to take a while for everyone to adjust to that. And I don't. I hate that by the way. Yeah, right. Yeah. What do you think your record's going to be? Seven and ten. Right. <laughs> what do you 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 can be an eleven and six kind of a football team this year? Like this is going to take a long time yeah. for me to adjust. Um. But if he's average and you go to the postseason, he'll be your quarterback for for another year. Yeah, but Absolutely. you don't feel great about it. No. Let me let me let me throw one more at you. Would okay. you rather a season where you go eight and nine, and and he's excellent and you miss the playoffs, or ten and seven, he's average and you make the playoffs? See, I, it's hard to answer that question because we get to. Week 15, week 16, and now you're rooting against your team to win games. The, the playoffs, it's especially in, in I'm the not, NFL. I'm not saying rooting against, and I'm not saying like week 15, 16. I'm just saying like what let, would let's be the fast better to the end yes. of the season. Okay. Would, I you, get would you. you rather have great Daniel Jones, eight and nine, miss yes. the playoffs, average Daniel Jones, 10 and seven, make the postseason? I, I'm taking eight and nine. Yeah, I think I might as well. I yes. think if, if I can, if, if, if the guys that they just drafted are good and Jones is excellent. And I have this kind of draft capital next year. That's a pretty attractive thing now, right? Yes, especially yes, like you just laid out the two first rounders, well, uh, two third rounders, yep, act- and two fourth, absolutely. And they have the second fifth rounder this year. Now walking double on Tanja. I mean, Ty, Ty it wasn't a great start for you today. He says, please get Ty off the radio. Wow. And please do one live stream of Stump Rothberg so everyone can stop for good with their unfounded, nonsensical claims of cheating. And here's the thing, and I know you won't defend me here. When we do it on Wednesdays. Uh, we're on Zoom together. 
and the guys the, the guys watch me the entire time we're doing stump broth. I don't understand how at nine thirty in the morning you're so angry. Like I'm what not you, angry at all. No, I started out in a great mood today. This, this guy that tweeted at you telling me to get off the radio. Like he's it's nine oh, thirty in the morning. Oh, he's so angry yeah. on a, sa- a beautiful Saturday morning. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, listen, dude. There's so much happening in the world and in the sports world. So much to look forward to, and you're just angry at nine. I think he's angry morning. at you. I don't think he's an angry guy. I well, think he hears what you've done, and he's he's taken aback by if it. If this is what he's choosing to direct his energy to, then I, I feel bad for him. And if he's married, uh, I think she should leave him. But oh uh, my this... god! Oh my god! You're <laughs> pushing divorce on this guy. There's you didn't read the next tweet at Brawlin Sal. Hey, Rottenberg, Rottenberg, he says, you still patting yourself on the back with that stupid trivia game that you cheat on? Yeah, you don't know about Brawling Saul. He, 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 like, he's one step up from, from, like, dirt in the ground. <laughs> like, this guy. He, so you he, also he, wish divorce on him if he's married. Oh, yeah, no, the bad things can't happen enough to this guy. And th- <laughs> this guy, is, like, stalks me. He's all over me. He's, every time anything happens, he, he t- I mean, he hates everything. He, you t- I'm serious. He he hates Rosenberg. He hates me. He hates Kay. He 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 has a lot of hate. He's so why does he, he listen to the station? Well, he love, He can't get enough. He hates. He, 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 hate, he hates me with the depths that that no one else that walks the planet does. Yet every time I say anything, he's the first guy to tweet me. Uh, wow. he, he's my the the big the biggest hater I have. Yet my number one listener. Well, maybe he's just jealous of you. Like he wants to be in your position. I think that's you obvious. You got a beautiful family, a beautiful wife. Well, You're great at what saying. you do. Uh, the trivia is excellent. So maybe he, and maybe that's the the case for Ryan as well. He he just hates me because he's he's jealous. Maybe so. Maybe everyone's just jealous. All right, there you have it. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Can we take a quick call before we go to break? I'd like to start the calls. I, you know what? I'm not even asking you. I'm, I'm going. Let, let's go. Iron Staten Island. Good morning, Ira. Lead us off. You're on ninety eight seven. Hey, hey, good morning, Dave. How are you? Uh, great. Uh, well, I, I, really I am pretty... great. Uh, yeah, well, so am I. You know, I mean, you have, you're cautiously optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic. The future looks um, good for both teams. But, you know, with, with, uh, the Jets, listen, we spoke about Tucker and Wilson yesterday. You know, those were no-brainers. Elijah Moore was another no-brainer. And, you know, going forward today, um, I think he's going to start to address the defensive side of the ball. You still know there's glaring holes at corner and outside linebacker. I think we'll try to do his best to fill those positions. I still think Richard Sherman is going to get signed. But my question to you, and I was talking to Ty about it, he disagrees with me a little. Uh, projections right now, your receivers, okay? You have Mims, you have Corey Davis. Elijah Moore with the 34th pick is really a first-round pick. He's your slot corner, Okay. You have Keenan Cole that you brought over that Douglas brings in from the Jaguars. He's another outside and inside receiver. Yep. Okay, what are you doing with Crowder for ten million dollars? You know, I love Crowder. He's going to be twenty nine years old, but you know what? I'm not. I'm not guaranteeing that these guys are going to be on the opening day. Yeah, but I, I mean, how much? How, how many teams on the open market you think are knocking down your door to get Jamison Crowder at ten million dollars? The, the only reason I think Douglas will keep him is because last year he watched week in and week out like a revolving door with injuries to receivers. I think that would be the only thing to save Crowder. Um, I think if Elijah Moore has, a, if he lives up to his expectations in camp and Keen Cole stays healthy, I think Crowder's going to be a cap casualty. And I think that money will go probably either to next year or maybe they even cut him earlier and that they use that money to get a slot corner and maybe uh, Richard Sherman. Uh, possibly. Yeah. Listen, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If Richard Sherman comes to the jets, we know the relationship that he has with the head coach. And I understand moving on from Crowder, but and thanks for the call. I was always, I, I don't know. Uh, this, uh, he's, he's a very stabilizing wide receiver, but you're right. You have a lot of receivers now, right? I mean, you have Corey Davis, you have the kid you just drafted. So, um, I think you have to feel good about it. You have Cole uh, and you have Crowder. So listen, uh, do you have a great receiver? I don't know about that. But I think you have to feel very, very good if you're a fan of the Jets. Um, Jahan Akimi says, please get this guy off your show. Don't know his name. His name is Ty, but he's ruining the morning. Bob Pavlik, you have way too much integrity to be cheating on Stump. You have no chance you'd ever do that. Great show as always. So, uh, Ty, I think people are very upset with you this morning. 800-919-3776. We continue the conversation, guys. If you're a Jets fan and a Giants fan, and I wouldn't even say Giants more than the Jets, I think you have to feel sensational this morning. And there have been years where the Giants have finished and you just kind of shake your head. 
And, and I got this tweet, and this is this is interesting because I, I, there are always people out there that are going to come with negativity and and be miserable. And let me find this this tweet. I, I can't even find it. But, oh, here here we go. Uh, you you always like the picks, which is not true. But this is the same GM who took Thomas and Baker, and I'm not convinced that Thomas is uh, is going to be a bust as of yet. By the way, Baker it was a disastrous pick, disastrous pick, and I've destroyed Gettleman for him. And you also took a running back second. And when they took the running back second, I was miserable about it. I said it was a horrendous selection. And I still stand by that to this very day. So how you could say anything different is beyond me. It was a horrible pick. You could have traded back, gotten Quentin Nelson, loaded up in the future. Teams were desperate for those quarterbacks. But no, you had to take the generational running back, which is almost, it's almost an oxymoron right now. A generational running back. Doesn't even make sense at this point because you could take a running back in the third or fourth round and it can be more than fine. But this year, Gettleman, and I think pushed a lot by Judge because this is a very different feel. The Giants did very well. You should be very happy, and I am, and you should be as well. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Yeah, NFL season not too far in the future. May the 12th, by the way is the schedule release, which is great because you know exactly who's going to play who and where now. But when you find out the week, people lose their minds, lose their minds. Um, speaking of losing your mind, we'll get to more of the calls in a moment. 800-919-3776. We find out, I guess it was Thursday before the draft, right? We, we got a, a major story from our Adam Schefter that Aaron Rodgers is very unhappy in Green Bay, doesn't intend to go back to Green Bay, and I guess I saw a report, and I don't think it was Schefter who had it, that there was they, they, they were close to a deal or two, uh, and they were fielding phone calls on Aaron Rodgers. Now, they have since come out and said, we do not intend to trade him. We're going to stick with Aaron Rodgers. But, I, I mean, if you are the Giants, and I, and I know that they won't, so let's, let's, let's start there right now. But just to have fun conjecture for a couple of minutes, if you're the Giants, would you even consider putting a package together for Aaron Rodgers? Honestly, I would not yet. I would not. I, because I think next season, I think you got to give Daniel Jones one more year. And if he's brutal, and at the end of year three of him, you say, I know he's not the answer. Well, you know what? Now you have a lot in the chamber that you can throw out there. You have two ones, two threes, two fours. I mean, you have seven picks in the first four rounds of next year's draft, which is supposed to be a really good draft. So hopefully he's good. Hopefully you don't have to do that and you can just, you know, turn your attention to adding, you know, just the best players available. But if the case is that he's bad this season and Aaron Rodgers plays one more year in Green Bay and, and wants out and demands his way out, maybe he'll do it this offseason. But this is not the offseason for the Giants to do that in. I'm going to give you a prediction. I will tell you that if you said, Dave, where's he going to go? You have to tell me right now. I'm going to tell you Denver. All right. Because Den- I found it curious that Denver had a chance at Fields. They, they didn't take him. They let him go right by. And they're going to stick with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know. Something, something seems curious there to me. So I wouldn't be surprised. And you look at Denver. Their defense is good, really good. And they have a lot of weapons on that team, right? I mean, they, they drafted Jerry Judy. They have, I mean, they have a lot of weapons. Noah Fant. If you, if, could you imagine Aaron Rodgers with Noah Fant, how good he would make him, how good they would be? So I think it's interesting. Denver would be my prediction right now. Does he play another another snap in Green Bay? God, I have no idea. But they really messed this thing up, huh? They they really messed it up. How did you how did you manage this? You had, you had the best quarterback in in the world, and he and he's forcing his way out now. Refuses to play there. Why? Because you take Jordan Love, and you didn't even tell him you were going to take Jordan Love. I, I've heard stories about Aaron Rodgers that he's very prima donna ish, but. At least show the guy a modicum of, of respect and tell him, here, here's our game plan now. We have to think about the future. Listen, if you tell him, we're going to take Jordan Love, we have to think about the future, and we still want to ride with you for another three, four years, but this is a guy that we really like and we don't want to pass up on, uh, listen, he's got to be a big boy and he's got to deal with it. But to not tell him and, and for him to just find out via the draft, it's just it's a bad look. And I understand that some of these athletes, you, you have to coddle them. Well, you know what? Then maybe you do. It, it's a new era. I can hear, like, the 60-year-old guy listening now. Well, my day, you never used it. Well, you know what? It's a different day. It's a different day. In your day, there were cell phones. weren't cell phones, right? In your day, you had to go up to a, uh, 
to a phone booth. It's a different, you had eight track. It's a different day. You didn't have Netflix. It's a, it's a different day. And in this day, in this age, you have to treat your athletes a little bit differently. And they should have. And, and so of the last 10 drafts, they've taken defensive players nine times in the first round. And the 10th guy was Jordan Love, the eventual probable replacement of Aaron Rodgers. 800-919-3776. All right, let's get back to the phones. Let's go to, um, let's go to Jeff in Manhattan. Good morning, Jeff. You're next up on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? Really well. What's going on, buddy? So I had a, I, I have a question about Elijah Moore to the Jets. Um, you know, I, I, the Jets gave up so much with the two third-round picks. I thought that the better move would have been there to either trade down and amass more picks or get one of those offensive tackles that were still available there. I mean, they're still going to keep Jameson Crowder this year. I, I didn't think, think so. that slot receiver was the biggest get. You don't think they needed a receiver there, though? They needed a receiver, and he's great yeah, value in that spot. I, I just think that keeping him upright might have been a little but, more but, pressing, but, especially but it, first of all, it's, still there. It's, it's, not, it's not over, first of all. And second of all, you got a, 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 what they envision is going to be a star left guard. I think either yeah, way you're yeah, fine. Yeah, I just think – I think the, the I guess like the the best heydays that I had of as, as a Jets fan was when they went with that huge old line with Mangold and Brickshaw Ferguson and they were able to run the ball nonstop. I got you. I got you. I, got you. I, I, was, I think either way you're fine. I do. I think you take another offensive lineman. I don't think anybody's going to be upset about it. And thanks for the phone call. I think you take the receiver and I think it's a good pick. I do. This is this is Rome is not going to be built in a day. The Jets are a a big time work in progress. Um. All right, some Yankees news, and the Yankees on the heels of a big 10-0 win last night against the mighty Detroit Tigers. Um, prior to today's game, Yankees made the following roster moves. This comes from um, the Yankees' Twitter account. Placed right-hand pitcher Darren O'Day on the 10-day IL retroactive to yesterday with a right rotator cuff strain, and they've recalled right-hand pitcher Michael King from the alternate site. So O'Day to the IL and King uh, back from the alternate side. So a little, little update on where we are with the Yankees. Uh, Column in the Bronx. Column, you're, you're next up on 98.7. But, hey, Dave. Good morning. How are you? I'm gr- great, Column. And I know you, you have to be great as well as a Giants fan. Yeah, I mean, as a Giants fan, I'm ex- I agree with you. I like the pick. I like what they did. But what I don't understand is why are we giving Dave Gettleman so much credit? One, we know Dave Gettleman never trades back, and we traded back twice in the first two rounds, so it seems like he's not making that decision. The biggest, the biggest part does about it, this does it matter, though? Next year's first Co- call him. Who, who cares? Really? Call him. Who, who, who cares? If it's Gettleman, if it's Judge, if it's Mary that signed off on it, who cares? Do you not love the fact that the Giants have the Bears' first-round pick and fourth-round pick next year and the Dolphins' third-round pick next year? I love it, uh, I can't really hear you You're kind of breaking up. Do I think he's making the pick? I don't know. Let's see how this year plays out. But what's the difference? If Gettleman's making the picks next year, it means the Giants have had a very good season that he's now back for another year. And if he's not, so then the new GM, who you imagine will be lockstep with your current head coach, Joe Judge, now all of a sudden he walks into having two ones, two threes, and two fours. I, I don't see the downside a- at all. I'm, I, I missed the point completely. Anthony in Massapequa. Good morning, Anthony. Morning, Dave. Good morning, Ty. Um, once I got over my depression of losing Trevor Lawrence, I got all into uh, building the wall, the offensive line like I did in 06. I wanted to draft an A school and another uh, top guard. When they traded uh, Darnold and went with Zach Wilson, I had heard an interesting trade uh, someone put out. Maybe they swap, They could have swapped picks with Atlanta and given maybe their, their second round and either low, low first or low second last year and drafted Pitts. How do you, what do you think about that? And then also, I think they probably would have been better off rather than trading with Minnesota, just keeping on that pick, keeping the two third rounds and getting Darisol like what Minnesota did. Uh, I think I would have been fine with that as well. They they wanted Vera Tucker. They they really wanted him, and they look at him as they were going to plug him in at left guard, and we don't have to worry about that for a long time. The Jets should not, in theory, have to worry about the left side of their line for a long time. 
How is that not? I don't understand people. I really honestly thought, maybe this is my own mistake. I really honestly thought that we would look at the Giants and the Jets today and everyone would be calling us just waxing poetic on how thrilled they are with what both teams have done. And I've gotten, Gettleman's not good. He's not going to be drafting next year. I just can't believe in the Jets. I don't know that Zach Wilson's going to be the answer. I don't like taking Vera Tucker and not taking a different guy and, and trading up. I'm not a fan of that. Like, what is the matter with you people? All the, all the experts or so-called experts that you look at, that's really all we have to look at right now. Love what both of the locals did. And we can't have a day where we wax poetic and are excited by it. I, I give up. I guess welcome to New York sports, right? 800-919-3776. Uh, Stump Rothenberg coming your way at 1030. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a frenzy in the eleven o'clock hour. You think you can handle that tire? That'd be too much for someone like you. <laughs> what does that question mean? Do well, you think I mean, you can handle it? You it's can a big end, undertaking. You can I know end, it's a big undertaking. You can end the question with do you think you can handle it? Now while offensive, not as bad as for someone like you. I don't understand what that means. I didn't say for someone like you. I said, Do you think you could handle that? <laughs> Michael? Michael. Did I say for someone like you? You did. Yes, you did. Well, How my do you short-term think? memory is not the best. Well, all right. Do, do you think that's something that you can handle at, say, 11-15? Of course. I can handle anything you throw at me. Oh. Right. Anything. How about this? The sports guy tweets in, time for my meds and stump Rothenberg. <laughs> so he's the best guy when it comes to sports trivia. There you go. There you look go. at what you bring to the table on a Saturday morning. I bring a lot to the table. Not much in the household. You can't do laundry. You can't cook. You can't, can't clean. do laundry. Can't cook. But you I know do that trivia. I dogs, and I did take out the pizza boxes last night. The pizza box. Why are we ordering pizza on a Friday night? I was not. It was pizza boxes from from Thursday. I actually oh. had a salad, but the boys had pizza. And we wait until Friday night to take it out, even though we ate it on Thursday. Very That's interesting. Right. That's right. I'm not judging, but you know. No, no, you're you're, you're not you're not wrong. Uh, vacuumed the entire first level of the house the other day. You feel sore today uh, for someone like you who doesn't do much? No, I, I'm, I'm an excellent vacuum. You feel physically uh, an excellent vacuum. It's not that I mean, hard I to get, vacuum, no, I, guys. I, you know you say vacuuming is vacuuming? You'd be wrong. It's not and that anybody hard. anybody that knows that is a capable vacuumer can appreciate. <laughs> you got to get into the corners. You, you got to move furniture. There's a, you can laugh all you this want. Is an, There's a lot to be done to appropriately vacuum, and I am an excellent vacuumer. This is so embarrassing. And and a, a, I'm a, actually genius, a concerned. PhD level vacuumer. I am so concerned about the future uh, of this relationship with your wife. It's difficult to vacuum because you've got to hit corners. You got to hit corners. You got to move chairs. This, you got to move a couch. And this is the this is the type of example you're setting hair for your around kids. the dogs' cages. You oh, got to really get into the nooks and I crannies. You don't appreciate dogs. that. I took out the pizza box. I got into the I'm, corners I'm with stuff my vacuum. Done. I am a Renaissance man, and I am a vacuuming genius. It is pathetic. A vacuuming genius. You look in the mirror, and that's what you see. Wow. Seven six. Uh, stop interrupting me. What time uh, did the first call start rolling in for Stumper Rothenberg, by the way? 10.02, and it's a vacuum question about how to get into the corners. Is it really like, so like an Electrolux kind of question? Yep, yep. I know all the brands. I'm a, a top level. So you think everyone cleans the same? You, so is is it that what you're saying? Everyone who cleans the house, they are identical. Are you able to put the, the vacuum into the box correctly? Are you able to plug it into the right outlet? How's that process going for you? Um. We have central vac, so that, those things don't exist where we are. Okay, so you don't have to, like, wrap the cord. Well, there's wrapping. There's wrapping. We put it back in the garage, the big cord. and I mean, not the cord, the, the big, you know, the entire product goes back into the garage. And I, I wrap it up, and I put it on the hook, and I'm, I'm, I'm not great at that. <laughs> My spatial relations are not as good as they probably should be, but the vacuuming, brilliant. Brilliant. I'm embarrassed for you. I apologize on behalf of Dave. A Rothenberg. Alice on the Brady Bunch would be tremendously proud of the vacuuming that I bring to the table. Well, there you go. At least you're Tre making someone proud. Tremendously proud. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, <laughs> not very popular kid. But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg.
All right, we'll see what you're capable of. Um, if, in fact, you're able to uh, get the best of me on a Saturday morning. Stump Rothenberg brought to you by the law offices of the great Andrew M. Cohen. And Stump Rothenberg also brought to you, the double sponsor, also brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Ty D. Butler, Newhouse School of Communications. If you will give us an updated standings, we would greatly appreciate it. Listen, I don't know if someone like me is capable of keeping stats. No, I think someone like you can. Oh, you think so? I think so. Love the vote of confidence. We come into today fresh off of a a 10-3. and I mean, stop it. There's no one more sensitive than you. But we continue. Coming off a 10-3 and performance last week, we are 146, 146, and 38. So that's good. That's phenomenal. I mean, that that's right there with, like, greatest record in the history of Major League Baseball. <laughs> what right? are you, 108 games over 500? Yeah, that's that's pretty, pretty good. All right, are, are you ready to roll here today? I'm not sure how I feel about today. Really? Well, because you're sleep-deprived. You got uh, no sleep Thursday you, night so heading listen, into listen Friday to this. morning. Listen to this. So I, I Thursday night, I go to bed at, like, 1230, wake up at 345, took a nap after the show for a little bit, this morning, woke up 6.45. 6.45! What kind of a lunatic on a Saturday wakes up at 6.45 in the morning? Someone who has to work and prepare for their show. But yeah, go I ahead. didn't need to prepare. I'm always prepared. You, that, you, would, you, would, you could not argue that. Uh, no one is more prepared than I am for a show. You just retain knowledge like I've never seen before. Yeah. Like you can a, hear something once and do it. But let's, let's get to the segment. Let's get, let's to, the get to the segment. Let, let's get to And this guy loves Oh, He, he adores the segment. Chris and Beth Page. Tell me you don't adore Stump Rothenberg, Chris. It, Dave, it's my favorite half hour of the whole week, without a doubt, unquestionably. And I want to say something, Dave. Seriously, in your defense, as someone who's listened to every second in four years of this show. Yeah. Um, it's ludicrous the people that think that you cheat because what you do, I'm going to point this out, is when you're spitballing, you're giving a lot of information, which you know anyone that's looking it up is not giving the information you are while you're spitballing. And also, a lot of times when you spitball, you say the right answer, but that isn't your final answer, and then you get it wrong. So anyone who's cheating would never spitball and have the right answer, but then give the wrong answer, which you've done occasionally. In a Chris, Chris so I, I appreciate because, you defending yeah. me here. I yep. find it very unnecessary. Let's roll. You, you okay. lead us off All on right. Stump Rothenberg. Where, where are we going? We'll go. What's our right. genre here, Chris? Presidential election. Okay. All right, Dave. Only one time in history has someone become president without winning the Electoral College and the popular vote. I know it's happened many times with the popular vote. You win the Electoral College, you become president. Only one time, guy ran for president, did not win the Electoral College or the popular vote, but yet became president. Well, it's going to have to be a long time ago. Yes. It's got, it's got to be very far ago. Um, yep, yep. I wonder if it's Andrew Jackson. Adams became president. Or it could be Hayes. Because I know that, that, that Trump, of course, had, had less popular votes, but he won the Electoral College. Same with Bush. Yeah, Bush against Gore as well. Um, I'm going to... I think it's either... either Either the Jackson election or the Hayes election, but I'm completely unsure. Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna guess, and we're gonna go with um, John Adams defeated the popular vote winner Andrew Jackson. Wow, very good, Dave. Election of 1824. That's correct. Andrew, yes, Andrew Andrew Jackson won both the popular and the electoral college. John Quincy Adams finished in third, but because Jackson didn't have the majority, there was a rule that said they had to kick it back to the House of Reps. The House of Reps then voted oh. in John Quincy Adams, and they subsequently right. changed that, that rule. I did not know that little piece of information, but that, my friends, is what we like to call a 1-0. and uh, Sal and Duchess. Good morning, Sal. You're on Stump Rothman. Good, good morning, Dave, and the producers. The producers told me to take easy on you because... 
you know, the new puppies and stuff like that. So a question like who was better than Grant's tomb, it's too easy, right? Uh, you can ask it if you like. No, I'm not. Okay, NFL. Okay. You ready? NFL. Who was the uh, quarterback picked in the first round that played in the most Super Bowls? Hmm. Most Super Bowls for a first-round pick? Yes. All right, well, it's not Brady. Oh, you sound like my wife. She goes, it's not Brady. He was picked in the third. I said, no, honey, he was uh, picked in the sixth or seventh. Six. Um, so Brady's been to seven, but he was not. Montana's been to four, but he was not a first-round pick. Now, Bradshaw was a top overall. He's been to four as well. Um, Aikman, but that's not the same. So it's got to be. But now you're just saying Super Bowl appearances, right? Yeah, they were in. They were in five Super Bowls. Oh, the answer is five. This person was in five Super Bowls. All right, now Ty, you cannot. You cannot scold me. Um, is it Staubach? I don't think Staubach was in five. All right, so then I'm gonna say, and this is not all that long ago. Then I believe. Uh, and the Giants beat this guy, I believe. I'll say number one pick, 1983, John Elway. You got it. Yep, that's right. I'll see you on Wednesday, buddy. Oh, I sure will. Ty, do you see where, where we're going here? Yeah, but that's not a good job. I, and I love Sal. Not not a not a good job by but him. But you can't blame me. Not your fault. Not but my Sal fault. Sal should know better. He calls every week. He well, calls into your show. show. Maybe he gets a little starstruck. I mean, I am a big deal. Not not an excellent job by him. But right. 2-0 is But 2-0. come on. Can you give me a little credit? It wasn't a layup question. Once he said five. Yeah, he did give that away. <laughs> uh, let's go to Cliff Long Island. Cliff, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. I'm great, Cliff. Where are we going here? What would the category be? All right. Well, I'm going to help you out, Dave, because as a, as a friend of the show and a fan of yours, I got a two-phase question that will eliminate any suspicions about you looking things up on Google. I also think this is one you can get. We'll see. N- name the only actor to have been killed by a Terminator, a Predator, and an alien. Only actor to be killed by a... All right. So, so this is... Now, I think this could be Bill Paxton, who passed away a couple years back. Because I know he was in Predator. I'm going to say Bill Paxton. That is correct, Dave. Yeah. That's 3-0. That's 3-0, Ty. And as he said when he asked the question, that's unlookupable. <laughs> unlookupable. Unlookupable. That's 3-0. and I'm red hot. I am scalding. Storming huh? out of the gate. Uh, let's go to Sean in Stanford. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, Dave. What, what Chris and Death Page said earlier, I repeat that. So my question for you is music and movies. Okay. Who composed the theme to the awesome Powers films? And this person did all of the movies? No, no, no. It, it's, just, it's just a theme song. The theme song. Oh. Huh. I can't even think of the theme song. I can't. I can't even think of it. I wish. I, I wish I could hear it. Um. Now. I don't think I'm going to get it, so we can go there first. So can, can I, can, Ty? Can I, can I admit that I won't know and then ask for a hint, or do you want me just to take a guess, or what do you want to Let's do? Let's take here? a guess first. Let's take a guess first. So it's got to be someone. All right, I'm going to say John Tesh. No, sorry, that's not right. All right, so here's my question. That I'd like to know, and we we got it wrong, and sure. that's fine. Did he write the song for the movie specifically, or did the movie just pick up a song that was already written? Oh, no, the song was already out there and was used in the movie. So it was already out there was not written for the movie. That's correct. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I got it wrong. You give me another hint, and we'll see if I can get it. But okay. I, 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 it's Quincy Jones, and the title is Soul Bossa Nova. I'll say Quincy Jones. 
Okay, thank you. All right, great. Terrific. Thank you, Sean. All right, so what are we, three and one now? Three and one, baby. All right. Not great. But it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, let's go to Steve in Brooklyn. Good morning, Steve. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. So ahead, I was Steve. very disappointed last week when I so I was very disappointed last week when I got cut off before I had a chance for the daily double. Something yeah, that was that was Ty. That just speaks to your greatness of nobody achieving daily double. So I do gotta kinda give you that. Well don't blame me. That was um, that so was NFL, all Ty. But go ahead, Steve, what do you got? NFL draft trivia. Okay. Since nineteen ninety four, fifty four quarterbacks have been drafted in the sixth round. Only three have led teams to at least one victory in the playoffs. Tom Brady and Matt Hasselbeck are two of the three. Who is the third? So six, since 94, sixth-round quarterbacks. Yep, to win a playoff game. And, who, and who is it? It's Matt other. Hasselbeck and Tom Brady? Yes. And only one other has has won a playoff game is what you're saying? Yep. Or or led his team to the playoffs. Which one? Both. One one player led his team to the playoffs and lost. No wins. But this other player has a playoff win. All in the 2000s, I'll say. All, All in the 2000s. Um, God. 2000s. I don't know. Um. Mark Bulger, but I don't think he was a six-round quarterback. Um, Jordan Palmer, but there's no way he won a game. I mean, this is going to take me forever to figure out. Uh, and it's since 2004 or 2000, did you say? It happened in the 2000s. It happened in the 2000s. And it, it's a six-round quarterback, you said, right? Um, yeah. I'm, th- I'm wondering if it's Mark Bulger. But now I can't think of Mark Bulger won a won a playoff game. <sighs> I don't think Tyrod Taylor won a playoff game. Mm, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm I think Bulger, but I'm, I don't remember if you won a playoff game. All right. Let's go with um, anyone else? Derek Anderson win a playoff game? He was a six-round pick, I think. Jim Sorgi was a six-round pick, but he stunk. All right, I, I'm, I'm between Bulger and and Derek Anderson. Ty, you have any clue on this one? You're in the neighborhood. Uh, I'm sure. So it's going to be one of those two guys. Um, ay, ay, ay. I will say, oh, God, I'm not sure. I, I'll, I'll go with Mark Bolger, but it, it's, uh, no, I... Final answer? No, I don't know which guy it is. Um, I'm uncertain. Uh, I'll say Bulger, and I'm going to be wrong. It's going to be Anderson. I'm going to be so angry. Go ahead. A six-round pick by the Saints in 2000. Mark Bulger. Yes! Oh! <laughs> Sensational! How about that? Shout out to Google Voice. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Google Voice, for helping. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, we should just stop the segment then. I'm joking, man. No, no, no. So you talk about me being no, sensitive. No, 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 no. You. You if this is the hurt. tact oh, that you're going to take, then you know what? Maybe we just I'm maybe just, just reading retire. text messages on the air. That's all I'm doing. Okay, so who's that text message from? I'm not going to tell you who it's from. So, someone's listening to the show, and, and they um, suggested that it might be Google Voice. Maybe not Siri, Google Voice. All right. That's fine. Do Someone, you believe that? I go back and forth every Saturday. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna take a, a, a hiatus, hi, hiatus. I think after this week, we're not gonna do it next week. <laughs> Why are you getting so sensitive, you know, man? I'm not sensitive. I'm just. You let's know not. All right. I'm, next. I'm, let's suspend it next week. How about next that? Next week, I, I I make this vow for you right now. You will not get Stump Rothenberg next okay. week. Let's do it. Just so I you promise. can get your feelings back in order. That's right. 
And we're back on Stump Rothenberg. 800-919-3776. Ty, here's what I'm proposing to you. We take two or three. Okay. Rapid fire. I mean, uh, just regular questions. And then mm -hmm. we go rapid fire. So here's here's the problem. Uh -oh. Not a lot of guys calling in today want to do the the college. Want to go the college route. Uh, okay. Well, so you can go with your little sampling yeah, I, of. of I'll, I'll do uh, mine. Your garage. I, I thought you would want to hear this. I just had someone call, and I thought he was trolling, but he was dead serious. He he asked the Vita Blue question. <laughs> and I and I'm sure I'd get blamed for it. <laughs> It'd be my fault that that happened. All right, so why don't we take a couple and then and then I emphasize maybe you guys can call in for the college part of the segment eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six and at a minimum you'll go on your little barrage that you do. Let's go to Jason in Jersey. Jason, uh, good morning. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Okay, so here's my question. Who is the baseball question? Okay. Who was the last Pittsburgh Pirate to win an NL batting title? Why do you say NL batting title? As, as if, or just uh, a, ba a batting title for the Pirates. <laughs> okay, yeah, because that feels like you're trying <laughs> to confuse me there. Um, last Pirate to win the batting title. <sighs> this is going to take forever, too. Um, oh, my God. I, I don't know. The last Pirate. So, so he it was the National League title only, right? He didn't have the highest average in all in all of baseball. No, it was just for the National League. Um, I wonder if Willie Stargell won it. He definitely won the MVP. Um, I don't know. Nicholas Wagner. I'm not sure. I, I I don't think it's right because I think '79 was Hernandez won the batting title, but he tied. I think he tied for the batting title. Um. Uh, was it? It's, I wonder if it's like a forever ago guy. Um, because I know Paul Wayner won it, but that's, I mean, that's, that's forever ago. Is he the last one to win it? Could it be Clemente, who I think also won it? Oh, God. Did Bill Madlock ever win it for the Pirates? Oh, I think this is not – you're trying to trick me here. I can't Maybe, remember. Maybe, I don't there, know. There was a guy in, like the, in the 2000s that won it who was hardly a great player. Um, He played with the Giants, uh, but I think he might have won the batting title for the Pirates. Don would remember his name. What's his name? Oh, God. Um, oh, he was like a, a – I think he was a middle infielder. Um, oh my God. Um, I can't believe this. Um, uh, is it, Fre is it Freddie Sanchez? Dave, you're a goddamn genius. Yes. 2006. Freddie yes. Sanchez won the batting title for the Yes. Pittsburgh. And he played with the Giants, right? Yeah, but that year he was on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, I, no, I, 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 oh, do, yes, like, yeah, that's as good as it gets. Ty, friends, and that was one of them. Thank you, Jay. Ty, that's as good as it gets. It's as good as it gets. And it, it, actually, he didn't start the season as a starter, if I remember correctly. Someone got hurt, and he hit like three fifty that year. Remember? Yeah, I mean, like three fifty-seven, I believe. But that, wow. that's impressive. Wow. Whew. All right, let's go rapid fire, then we'll break and come back and get into uh, into the draft and the baseball. Let's go, uh, Hawkeye. This is uh, the college version. Hawkeye, Beth Page, go. Uh, Arrington Jones, NFL. Arrington Jones. 49ers running back, 80s. I think, oh, God. Um, yeah, I don't think I know it. Oh, I don't think I know it. I don't know. Winston-Salem State. 
All right. There's, there's somebody got me. Aaron. Stephen A. I think Stephen A. went there, too. He did. He actually did. Uh, let's go to Rich in Manhattan. Go ahead, Rich. Dave, where did Michael Ray Richardson go to college? Sugar Ray Richardson. Um, Michael Ray. Michael Ray. Well, I understand, but he was, he was known as Sugar Ray Richardson. Michael Ray Richardson. All right. He went to Montana, okay? Right. Very good. Yeah, Come here. Very good. All right, Ty, why don't you go rapid fire here? You're not his nickname very... was Sugar Ray, but he didn't want to hear that at all. <laughs> You're not very happy with Richard and Manhattan today. Well, because his nickname was Sugar Ray, and he's like, no, Michael Ray. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go, go with you a little rapid fire. All right, let's do it. Uh, almost NBA champion, P.J. Tucker. Texas. Oh, there you go. One and out, baby. Quentin Richardson, former New York Knicks legend. Uh, DePaul. Wow. Good job out of you. Oh, this guy was a flamethrower. Michael Red. Ohio State, the lefty. <gasps> yes. There you go. Last one. NBA champion, two times over, the great Jordan Farmer. I think he went to UCLA. Is that your final answer, sir? My God, I don't want to end on a loss here. I'm I'm very confident that he that he went to UCLA. And I believe is also Jewish. Did you know that? <laughs> I don't know if that's going to help you get any well, points I'm, with this I'm question. I'm pretty confident that he went to UCLA, so I'll stick with that. Are you so, are you also confident that he's Jewish? Very confident that he's Jewish. He did go to UCLA. Yeah, look up the Jewish part for me, would you? All right, and there you have it. Where do we finish at today? So today we finish at 10 and 2. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. All right, quick break. We'll come back. We'll uh, we'll continue with the NFL. We'll do a frenzy at 11.15 and then finish off with baseball today up to Anita Marks. lot to do. Rothenberg with you. Oh, wait a moment. I have, I have reads I have to tell you about. Hold on a moment. This is a really good job by me being as ill-prepared as humanly possible. Let me open this up. On the Saturday. I mean, this is live radio, people. On That's what Saturday. you're getting right here. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.